I'm going to start with a reading from the not-so-holy gospel, according to Reverend Katie's wish list. There will always be peace. There shall never be conflict. Nothing shall ever hurt. Everyone should always feel good, and following Jesus is a walk in the park or a happy stroll down the beach path. Here endeth the reading, and in my wish list land, I would now walk over and sit down and we get on with it. <laughs> but did re really did Jesus tell us that he did not come to bring peace? I came to bring fire to the earth. Is this the Jesus we know who's asking, do you think that I've come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Division and right down to the fabric of our families. And to make it even easier for us, he calls out the crowd, and by extension all of us, calls us out as hypocrites. That we can see weather patterns but we can't see the present time. How come you can tell that it's going to rain or there might be dr drought, but you can't speak the truth about what's around you? You can't read the weather of what's wrong in our world? Well, maybe we can't because we really don't want to be the one that stands up to say, this is wrong, there's a better way. We don't always want to be the ones who stand up and name where the world is out of sync with what God wants. Out of sync with the world that God envisions where abundance reigns. Abundance is for all. A world where justice is not denied. A world where people are not treated as less than, but rather treated as bearing the image and likeness of God. And each and every one of us knows a huge list of human-made storms and conflicts that are plaguing this world. And it's not fun looking at them all, and they can be overwhelming. I have a colleague who's leading a confirmation class with young women, and they recently wrote their own creed of what the world believes versus the creed we have this creed describes what is out of whack in terms of what the world believes, and it reads, I believe that young is better than old. Rich is better than poor. I believe that my ultimate goal is to have a perfect body. I believe that gentrification will save my community. I believe that America is better than anywhere else. I believe that homeless people are lazy and should just get a job. I believe that a woman shouldn't have a right to choose and anything that she does with her body. I believe that the right to bear arms is more valued than innocent lives. I believe that quantity is better than quality. I believe that as an individual, I do not have an impact. I believe that European features are better than ethnic features. 
I believe that global warming is a hoax and should not be taken seriously. And I believe people cannot make a difference when justice is not given. This is our weather. This is what people see, and this is what Jesus is asking us so urgently in the gospel to take a look at. He's not making it nice-nice. He's saying, look, people. And we all know that stepping forward in truth often will intensify friction. When we shine light and we shine the light of Christ on corners of human existence that are hidden or that the world would prefer hidden or that the world would prefer be shoved aside, when we do that, conflict does happen. Jesus doesn't want us to follow that instinct of, let's just have peace, let's all make nice nice, or as somebody once said, let's have Midwestern nice rule. The true peace, the peace we're blessed with at the end of every service, a peace that passes all understanding, is not a nice nice peace. It's a peace which is the presence of justice. The peace of being in right relationship with God and one another. Being reconciled in truth with God and one another. True peace is the opposite of the young confirmation class's creed. And we know that true peace is not panacea peace. And true peace is what is preached in Luke's gospel we have the Magnificat before Jesus is even born. Mary is singing and proclaiming that his coming will shine light upon those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death and will guide our feet into the way of peace. And when Jesus is born, the shepherds with the angels and the multitude in heaven are singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace. And when Jesus heals the woman who is repentant and crying, her tears washing his feet, her, her oils, holy oils anointing his feet, and when he hears, heals the woman who's been bleeding for dozens of years, he says to both of them, go in peace. And when he sends 70 of his followers out on a mission, a mission to spread the good news, the real good news in Christ, that the kingdom of God is coming, he tells them to greet the people with peace be with you. So with all the wills and the, the ills and the storms of life that are all around us, how do we not be crushed by it? Where do we start? We have examples in popular culture and at a national level. We have the examples with the January 6th hearings of people like Liz Cheney and some of the people coming forward to speak truth regardless of the consequences to their careers, their incomes. And then so many of us have witnesses, witnessed in our own families the divisions that come from speaking truth, truth about our own experiences, around immigration, perhaps abortion, perhaps coming out. 
Speaking truth can divide people, but it's a truth like a fire that Jesus brings, a truth to burn away the untruth, a truth, a, a fire that will transform. So where do we start? Perhaps one idea would be to start where, with where's the fire burning in your own heart, when my own heart, most brightly, what is really getting us about the world? What is the one place where we can take a small step forward? What is your fire? The thing is, when we do take these steps, we're not alone. We are taking the steps, but the results cosmically are in the hands of God. God uses our steps. We are not alone. And we are not alone because when we work together for God, with God, towards true peace, God can do with our little bit what we could never do on our own. God can take our little bit and multiply it massively in ways we can't even imagine. There's another colleague of mine who's a chaplain at a lower school. And it's a school that has a lower school, middle school, upper school. And the fire in those kids' hearts throughout the school was hunger. Broke their hearts that people are hungry in their city. So they decided we're going to do a food drive, and maybe the best way to do the food drive in consultation with the food providers, uh, food closets in their area, was to get gift cards. So my chaplain buddy thought, you know, there's a lot I could preach on this in our little lower school chapel. There's a lot I could preach and teach to these kids about how can God can take this little bit that we do, the small steps that we do, and replicate them, kind of like the loaves and fishes, where there is abundance beyond belief. So she focused on the theology of giving, the theology of sharing, the theology of making one little step, taking one small step. And she said, you know, if you get a gift card for $1, that's great. If you get a gift card for $10, that's great. Whatever amount you can, the whole point is that God will take that little bit that you've given, or that big bit, and multiply it. So what happened with these lower school students? They raised over $2,600 in gift cards. 130-ish kids raising $2,600. Now, the middle school and upper school did not have the theological teaching, the connection between our giving and God. They did not have the, the teachings around abundance. So what did the middle school raise? In your mind, just take a guess, and I'll give you a hint. It's a low number. $70. The upper school, $100. And with the upper school and middle school combined, there was about 400, 500 kids. Look at the power of what God can do. When God is in our heart and we are connected with Jesus, when we are connected with that true peace, that true justice, our little bit can make a huge difference. And for the people in their city, $2,600 worth of difference. This is the peace and this is the difference that God is calling us to, that Jesus is calling us to in this gospel. It's not to give up. It's not to give, make nice nice. 
is to take the fire of our hearts into the world and make change. And the time is now. Amen.